Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Eric's Family Barbecue has arrived and is simply the best barbecue in Arizona. Come satisfy your taste buds with meats that are smoked over mesquite wooden sides that are made with fresh ingredients and tons of love. They have the best, juiciest brisket, pulled pork, rib sausage, turkey, or everyone's favorite, the Pitmaster Sampler that includes all the meat in four sides, mac and cheese, potato salad, coleslaw, corner beans, yum. And for dessert, try some creamy banana pudding. Amazing. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Dine in or take it to go. Go to Eric's Family bbq.com for more info this man needs medical attention holmberg's morning sickness the old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail stop it larry uh thank you whistle officially we're off and running here it's look we got our windows open may 1st it's may day what's going on this is phenomenal the start to masturbation month what National Masturbation Month. Brady, had that please, that came out of nowhere. I mean, buy me lunch first, for God's sake. All right. I'm not against I this, this, but I all right. Today. Well, hello, ladies. Are you going to partake? Is it a 30-day I, challenge? No. Let's just, start it. Just call me. Let's start it. You and me. We'll change Masturbation Month together. We'll have a little calendar with X's on each day. Mine will be black. Yours will be red. X out every day, you pull one. What is the goal of National Masturbation Month? I mean, I obviously, think they the want to make it uh, awareness and, you know, I'm aware of it. Just saying they do a extensive survey, 18 countries, um, survey men and women, and uh, figure out, you know, how many are partaking. Everyone. Is it healthy for relationships. Oh, who's behind it? Is it trying to stop well, the masturbating? One, the one or? research uh, that I saw was uh, Tenga, which uh, no, I has treat adult adult toys every month as masturbation month. I don't think I treat any one month any differently than another. Pretty much all of them fall into the That's category. Kind of the rundown. World's largest masturbation survey. Ugh. Uncovers how traditional views of masculinity prevent men from having fulfilling sex lives. Oh, this is eventually going to blame masturbating for why you can't have a fulfilled sex life. No, it doesn't. It actually Are you goes sure? the other way. Headline it, it, reads that way. I know. 
it talks about the perceptions. If you were to ask men about this is how they feel, but in reality, this is how they really feel. It says approximately 90% of Americans believe men in their country exemplify outdated masculinity or manly stereotypes in contrast to what men believe of themselves. More than half of uh, the American men, 56%, feel more. They prioritize connections to others and being able to express themselves without judgment. 20% of men who, quote, feel more have better relationships. This is written by women. They want us to stop being such dudes. Why don't you feel more? Express your feelings more often. Because I'm a dude. That's outdated. Oh, is it? Well, so be it then. I guess I'm going to just continue not caring. So it makes us different. That's right. 88% of men claim to be in touch with their emotions. 54% of Americans think this is important to men. Yeah, this is definitely slanting towards guys need to start and selling toys. listening I mean, to women can, more. It, yeah, oh yeah, they're going to sell some toys. But how, how does this end up in masturbation now? 77% of men are comfortable talking about their feelings. What is this? This is all feelings. They're just... They're telling you to jerk off and emote. No. Men who feel more are emerging and is what society needs. Oh, this is a woman's study about masturbating. They're going to make it all girly. We're going to have to light flowers and have baths and things. <laughs> no. I just said light flowers. I meant candles. That's how out of touch I am. I light flowers on fire. That's how out of feeling I am. Uh, 83% of men care about social issues. 80% of men are comfortable interacting with people of different sexual orientations, but only 56% of Americans realize that men are. What? 80% of men are comfortable interacting, but 56% are aware of it. What? Yeah, some of it's pretty. I'm totally comfortable interacting with gays and stuff, so long as they're not doing anything, just the same way I think they'd be comfortable with interacting with me, as long as I'm not plowing Megan. <laughs> I mean, if Will and uh, and Ian and I are out at dinner and, you know, they start giving each other the old-fashioned at the table, I'm suddenly uncomfortable with their gay behavior. That doesn't make me a bigot. I just don't want any on me. I know. It's it's hard not to when you're watching, like, a show or something. And they, oh, look. They're going at it. You're like, ah. You can't. When dudes are kissing as a straight man, it's impossible for your body not to go, Oh, jeez. Yeah, can't, can't, can't you understand that, gays? Can't you kind of... Yeah. Gays, you have to get it. It doesn't mean we're against you. No. Personally, I find... Uh, look, I think the world of Ian Campfield, I, th- I find him to be a wonderful person and a good friend. If Ian Will started making out, my I would literally go... Uh, we're just not into that. Sorry, guys. It's the stubble. Uh, it makes... I, it's dudes. We're all uncomfortable with it. I'm uncomfortable with, like, when really ugly people start kissing. <laughs> so I kind of equate gay people to really ugly heterosexuals. Huh. Same reaction. I don't uh, know. I think I watched, that's bad, too. At I the don't... airport, I watched two people kiss goodbye. And they couldn't do they – were, they were fat American typicals, you know, like uh, Wall-E's. And they couldn't get their arms all the way around each other. So they just did – they just boxed each other in with their hands. <laughs> like, I got Locked my hands – Well, it's just on the sides. I'm not going all the way around. That's impossible. You're an orb. So she puts it on the sides, and he puts it on the sides, and their faces meet. And they, their heads were kind of like – their p- stomachs were smashed together. And their heads were doing that little back-and-forth thing when they were making out <laughs> to say goodbye to each other. And Megan even First goes, look over there, kissing goodbye. And I turned and went, Because immediately as a man, you think of like, what's it like if they go further with this? And it wasn't pretty. There's nothing pretty about 
Those two beach balls pounding each other. You aren't happy for him? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm very rarely for ha- happy for type 2 diabetes. Hey, congratulations, everybody over here who's got, I'm sure your blood pressure is just through the moon right now and you got your heart beating so fast making out with that, what is that, babe? <laughs> <laughs> it was awful to see. But yeah, so everybody sees it. I'm sure nobody wants to see me making out with anybody. That ain't pretty. You got to move my nose out of the way. And... Yeah, most people are like, get a room. <laughs> right. Nobody wants to see it. So it has nothing to do with that. It's this uh, argument that I saw in the news last night, this lady who has some, and that's another thing I'm sick of, It she's... Of course, she's a podcast host. That's what she's known for. So she's like, this lady who hosts a podcast in North Carolina. Like, that's nothing. That's, that's, that's nothing. You, you talk into your computer. Big deal. That's like saying someone with a Facebook page. Uh, she was on a plane and it was small and she's gigantic and she sat next to this white lady and she's a black lady and she put her elbow up on the thing and bumped the white lady's arm off and the white lady's like, oh, come on. Call the police. Come on. And then she flips her hair at her. She's like, oh. And they tried to share and they couldn't. And then the black lady said, you're being mean to me because her she was making like a scene. Like she was just a butthole. The lady was just like, oh, this tight little plane seat. So the white lady's like, oh, she's not saying much of anything other than just making a little hair flips and arms crossed. And then she puts her foot next to her and she goes, if your foot touches my foot, we'll have a problem. So she was a space lady. And the black lady took it as racism. And they started like going back and forth with little insults. And so she starts taping it on her phone. And at the end, she tells American – she's the first to tell. She told American Airlines, this lady's been taping me with her phone and kind of – I don't know what she, her deal is. And then the security asked the black lady for her ID, and the white lady walked away. So then all of a sudden, it's racism. And I'm like, if this is racism in 2018, we have overcome. This is no big deal. This is one asshole of one color, not tolerating another asshole of another color. And you want to make it a black-white issue, big, fat deal. First one who tells – that's who the cops deal with. She's bothering me. All right, I'll go talk to her. Separate them, and it'll be over in five minutes. Just stall her. But now it's a big story on CNN had it last night. It's like, is this uh, the future of America? we segregating ourselves from each other. I'm like, no. No one wants to sit next to a giant person on a small plane. The plane I took to Albuquerque was a two-in-one-seater. And I was in the, we were in the front in the business class where the seats are a little bigger. So there's two on one side and one on the other. I looked back in the... Back to the, there's two on two and they're small seats and if you have any sort of girth, that little you're sharing a, an armrest no matter what. Nobody wants to share the armrest. That's why the center seat is not desirable for for anybody's quiet down there. With so them. who's getting lit up more, the white lady uh, or the black lady? Well, she kept saying, and this the black lady kept saying, in this day and age, uh, you can't uh, do this anymore because we're woke. And she said, we don't see races, this and that. And then she kept saying, but this white woman, this white woman, this white woman. So she started just making it about race, about the white lady being – and I was like, this isn't a thing. You're a dick, and the white lady's a dick. And it's now news when both of you are dicks because you can't you can't get along. Nobody wants to – nobody likes in the way, person they sit next to. Now. Yeah. Because but. in the past, it would get ra- <laughs> the black lady would get railroaded. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We have overcome. In the olden days, that would have been back of the plane, Missy. Now it's not. Now you can go blog about it and have your podcast. So it's kind of a good thing. It's a great thing, Brady. You can be mean to black people today, and they have voices. It's great. Congratulations, black people. When we're dicks to you, you can podcast about it. No one can stop you. This isn't racism. We're race-baiting every single thing. It's brutal. Tell me there is a time 
when any gigantic anything sat next to you on a small plane that you were happy to sit next to that person. Didn't matter what color they were. John Coffee. Oh, imagine that. Even if it's a bodybuilder. And John, Pardon me, dog tie boss, but I'll take the middle seat. Really? Blow the bugs in my really? mouth. Blow the bugs in my mouth. Yeah, I'm going to need it because I have a feeling you're going to break my spine. You don't want me to sit in the middle here now, boss? Not really. Because I'm black? No, because you're granite. You're a giant. And I'll, you're black. Hey, I'll be uncomfortable if he gives me some kind of superpowers sure. to stop cancer. Well, I'll be really bad if I just kind of move a little bit. He's like, you got the stones, boss? Uh, yeah, I think I got a couple of them. Hey, this big black guy just grabbed my Johnson, and he's spitting bugs at me. It's all going to be all right soon, boss. Hey, I do feel better, but knock it off with the whole masturbation thing. Yeah, when he grabbed Tom Hanks by the balls, I'm like, oh, in that day and age, hmm. <laughs> He's not going to last long doing that stuff to white people. Yeah, it's that. I just read that, and I'm like, man, we've come a long way. This is today's racism. That lady <laughs> looked at me wrong. It's because I'm black. I am. We have we have completely. Martin Luther King would have been like, you know, they used to hose people try to go to school, and you're complaining that the lady didn't give you enough armrest. Right. That's a huge <laughs> amount of progress in a relatively short period of time. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I couldn't get armrest, and then she was mean to me. This is racism. Oh, yeah, you know, your uncle was used as, you know... A plow. I think he would be okay with not getting the armrest. Sure, he'd have been totally. <laughs> Wait a minute, cool I get to fly on this plane. If the white lady's like, "You can sit here in the plane and go from A to B real fast," I get the armrest. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I have overcome, and I get a free drink. Right, hand him in first. What? <laughs> a free soda? <laughs> yeah, Pretzels. yeah. Time machine. You're right into this thing. Could you imagine if you time machine a black guy from 1940 to today? And he bumped into a white woman. And, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. I, I bumped a white woman. Well, why did you put it next to me? Oh, no, it's okay to do that now. Please don't tell anybody. It's okay, please. Please, I was just trying to get comfortable. It's been so long. I'm not going to get mad at you at all. What? We have overcome. But no, now it's I'm going to blog about it and make it national news. It makes real racism just kind of die in the minutia of complaints. But there it is. It's on Yahoo. It was on CNN last night. Channel 3 did a thing about it. I'm like, yep, American Airlines. Two people were dicks to each other, and and we make it about what color they are. I am going to start being meaner to Ian. Because it'll be two white people with, and I'm just start, make him and Will kiss in front of me a lot until I'm used to it. Maybe that. Do do you think that would be something? Hey, hey, Ian, I got no problem with your gay. You know that. It's no big deal. But I am uncomfortable when two guys kiss. So what I'm going to do is just kind of hang around your apartment, watch you and Will get intimate for a little bit until, until I'm, comfortable I'm comfortable with it. Until I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm a little, I don't know if I, I want that. Fine. I don't think I want you watching that. Oh, really? Is it because I'm straight? You can't have sex with your boyfriend in front of a straight guy? That's not it at all, but cultural appropriation. Yeah, now, now, who's the bigot now, Ian? I wanted to watch you puff the Peter of that boyfriend of yours. And all of a sudden, I'm the bad guy. You're a woke. Yeah, I'm woke, you see. Stay woke, because creepy. 
Yeah, I, I don't understand this whole mess. But again, if you, I wish people would think that way. Go back 50 years and imagine you're your own grandfather. And put yourself in that Whoa, situation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you, you imagine you're your grandfather in a time machine in your body today. How little would these tiny things that bother you bother him at all? It wouldn't. Like all the stuff that we're, oh, this is terrible and this is an awful thing. And I can't believe someone would. You're being bullied. They were a tougher group. <laughs> Much tougher. So, yeah. When you used to get uh, fire hosed by the local authorities to try to go to school, I think an armrest problem would be like low on the list of racist things to complain about. You'd think you'd be able to work it out. Yeah, and the white lady's a complete jerk. There's no doubt about it. If your foot touches my foot, we're going to have a problem. Oh, my God. She's just a horrible human being. Not representative of anything other than the lady in that seat. Middle sh- middle seat gets both armrests. Middle seat gets both because they're the ones who have screwed. You get one on the right in the window. Yep. The other guy gets the aisle, and you can lean out into the aisle until that cart comes through and takes your shoulder off. And if you want to share in the middle, that's up to that it's person. A discussion must yeah. take place, yeah. but you can't have an elbow fight. Now, if in in the, in fact, uh, for me, when Megan and I travel, and it's it, very rarely, but when we do the Southwest, because I just can't do it anymore. I can't sit with the people. <laughs> they're disgusting. The boogers. So many boogers. Once I witnessed the boogers personally on that flight back from Tampa where that guy was spitting his cold into a Dasani bottle while the other lady mopped up her tray of nuts and trail mix with her finger. And then she started to lick her finger and dust it. I'm like, what happens in these plants? Guy popped his it on the back of his neck while the dude next to Megan had a boner. But if my wife takes center seat and I have aisle or window, I get both because she's tiny. And that's an agreement we have because she's willing. She's willing to take center seat, but I, I she won't. Like she doesn't like windows, and she she's might, she might prop up against you a little bit, like if she gets uh, right. But she makes our aisle more comfortable because she's little and fits in the center seat. But that means I get both armrests because I'm willing to cram into a side on those three those three across things. Yeah, the the, the airplane etiquette is is needs to be drawn out. That should be part of the takeoff. You know, here's how you, you attach the, the oxygen mask, uh, assist somebody who needs assistance. Here's your seatbelt. And by the way, here are the rules for the chairs. If you're in the middle, you get both armrests. This is not going to be a debate anymore. If, they, if you don't know the people on the right or left of you, you get both. Put it on that placard. Yeah, where people the, are floating. Put the red X's. Yeah, after the plane crash. Seats, yeah. <laughs> My favorite picture of all time ever. It's like if you take a look at the pamphlet, uh, in so, case of a water so landing. Pleasant. The plane actually has just come to a rest in the water while everybody's just floating like they are on holiday. Oh, wow. We crashed in Lake Mead, but it's nice. Sully didn't help that because the plane no, floated. that's exactly what happened. Yeah. They were right. Yeah. All the times that you looked at that little <laughs> cartoon of the plane floating, you're like, yeah, right. Oh, that, my God, it oh, happens. That actually does occur. <laughs> yeah. Worst airplane etiquette is the people that don't let the rows go with the right way <laughs> yeah. when you're oh. exiting. Yeah. They just people try just, to storm in front of everybody. Okay, now we're on to this. Another airplane etiquette thing is if you've got more than one bag and it doesn't go over your seat, yeah, front, you can't walk around and yeah, you can't walk around and look for a place to put it because you're going to clog up the line leaving. You have to or, give that bag or back. Or put it in the the very front and or, go back. No. 10 aisles that one. No, cuz now so you just get to your seat. Everybody's chair changed. has an overhead compartment. I know. It you happens. don't get multiple oh. ones. You don't get to pick and choose which is empty and open. No. You're a bad traveler. Oh, yeah. Then I just get it on my way out. I just pop it up. 
But yeah, what about the guy who sat in that place right. who wants his specs? Now he's got to put his somewhere else. So it's in just the back. This back Tetris mess. John, you realize. Jackasses. I'm not saying it, but you will be accused of microaggressions here. I know. Well, I love microaggressions. <laughs> but if a black guy started to move his bag from one side to the other, I ain't saying nothing. No. Because I know what happens. He's got a podcast in Raleigh, Durham. <laughs> and I'm going to be the focus of it. Next thing you know, I'll be on CNN as that dick white guy goes, you can't put your bags up there. Is it because I'm black? I don't think so. It depends on what's in the bag, I guess. you got four bags. I don't know how people let it. Yeah, it drives you nuts. And also, if you have zipper boots on at the airport, there should be a special hell for you when you're going through security because you know better. And, lady, if I see you unzipping or untying those, those Roman shoes that go all the way up your calf – and you don't get out of the way. Not good travel shoes. So. Special hell for you. Special hell. The lady in the airport. We didn't get in this line, but I, I saw, I spotted her, and I'm like, Roman sandals, jackass, and she starts unlacing them. I'm like, she's gonna be there for 20 minutes. Get in the other line with the fat guy and the kids. Over here, Maximus. Yeah. You never get in line with kids. You never get in line with a lady who's dressed to impress on the plane. That would be another thing if you time machined your grandfather in for air travel. He'd be in a suit. Take him forever to get through security because they have to take off like 14 pieces of clothing to get through the thing. Now people are – even men. I saw a dude in yoga pants getting on the plane because it's just easier. I'm like, that's not a bad idea actually. <laughs> I mean, he looks stupid, but that's pretty bright. Like you don't have pockets. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You just walk right through. I wear cargo shorts on my plane, and they always pat me down. Because it looks like something's in them all bring, the time. Bring the wand out. Yeah. Yeah. Airplane etiquette is a big thing. And it's it's not racist. Nobody likes anyone on a plane. It has nothing. It's the most homogenized place in America. Everyone hates everyone else on the plane. Everyone. Even you, Brady. No one wants you sitting next to him. They see you coming. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. He's in our aisle. He's in our aisle. I don't know. It's a smile. No, Everyone Brady. greeted with a smile. You know why? Because they're like, maybe if I'm nice to him, he'll just keep walking. <laughs> Smile at the big guy. Hi. Is this seat taken? Mm, no. Rarely does that happen, Sean. What? Because I'm always first on. That's smart. Yeah. You're one of the first guys because you don't like that feeling. Yeah. You've learned from being in the C or D group, that miserable look of people saying, don't sit next to me. It's an awful thing. We were at, uh, we were on our way to Vegas. We were sitting in the airport bar like you know down where the southwest airlines is there's that one little yeah. bar there and uh there's a lady sitting next to us like she just started talking with my wife and they're going back and forth and she's like i don't usually fly commercial i have my own personal plane mm-hmm. you know, i hate it it's horrible she's from california <laughs> and she's just going on about her personal plane right but well, now she's on southwest that's exactly that's what i told lisa like we're walking to the, I, would she really be yeah. flying southwest if she had a personal plane because that seems ridiculous See, i would like to turn to go you know who used to tell stories like this andrew kunana <laughs> you remind me of andrew kunana notorious serial killer gay andrew kunana he lied about everything i watched the special he had a private plane too and then had to fly coach in southwest mm-hmm. that would have been a great question for Lisa, and how did you end up on Southwest? Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I would mean, I would have paid for her lunch. Here, let me get this. Times are clearly tight for you. <laughs> Why? Because you're on the cattle call airlines. I told Lisa, I was like, she Terrible. probably just sits at the bar all day waiting mm-hmm. for people to come up to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. 
No one wants to talk to you on the plane. There's nothing worse. This lady in front of us on the flight back from Albuquerque was from Scotland, old woman. And the lady next to her, when, when they order drinks, she says, I'll have a um, tonic. She starts sounding like Mrs. Doubtfire a little bit. And I watched the lady sit next to her and turn. <gasps> Foreign person. And you can just see this lady light up. <laughs> Where are you from? Eastern Europe? Scotland, actually. Scotland. Oh. <laughs> All of a sudden, this lady's speaking like the queen. Whereas I believe, and I'm like, nobody knew you were. What are you doing? I believe that children with autism, whereas therefore heretofore and such, <laughs> lady, she's not English. How are they? She's Scottish. They're filthy. You can talk to her like a hillbilly. What do you do? I work with children with autism, dear. Oh, really? Do you find that work interesting? And I wanted to hear. No, I hate all of them. They're all. <laughs> Basically retarded. And when I say I work with them, I dig the holes we push them in. We're Scottish. We're a horrible people. What a wonderful accent, whereas, therefore, heretofore. You know all the English words I'm using? I'm not English, dear. I'm a horrible, filthy, muddy Scot. Racist and cheap as the day is long. She calls her husband over. Listen to this woman. <laughs> Come to me. Listen to the example of Scotland. <laughs> yes, stare at me like a zoo creature, you piece of... I work with autistic children, and they're much smarter than your wife, who is completely f stupid. I see you brought some food on board. What is it? Oh, it's chinkies. I brought chinkies aboard just to prove how horrible and racist I actually am. Like all us Scots. Look under my fingernails. Years of dirt, dear. From digging in the mud to try to bury myself and forget that I'm Scottish. My question is, how can you tell when a person from Scotland is autistic? They're all that way. Oh, it's true. We're very stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> you have wonderful accents. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'd say it was just ridiculous. So, yeah. And then they started talking. And you could tell the old Scottish lady wanted nothing to do with all the questions. Whereabouts in Scotland are you from? Whereas heretofore, therefore. Have you ever been, dear? No. I'm from a place called Edinburgh. Is it a large Scotland city? <laughs> I kind of. You're retarded. I've screwed up, like, when I'm drunk and I, foreigners are around me. Uh. I've I've done some dumb things. Oh, we all do it. Like uh, there was that French couple on the cruise. I told you about it before. Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I'm from Arizona. It's in the United States." And they wanted to kill me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a small uh, state in the U.S. of A. You know, southwest yeah, of the U.S. Yeah. Grand Canyon and such. <laughs> Big hole. <laughs> Big oh, really? Hole. That's wonderful. They have a hole in his state. <laughs> Like they wanted Where his head. are you frogs from? <laughs> Where do you people hail? We, we ask foreign people questions. We would like it with words we'd never use. From where do you hail? <laughs> um, from France. Oh, wine, cheese, Le Perry. Yes, these are things you find in France: laundromats, clothing people, hats. All the things you're going to mention, I know about. That Champs Eloise is really nice. That's I have great. never been. If I were to go, where should I go? Oh, of course you should go uh, straight to El. 
Stray to L. Okay, where's that? Uh, you should die in a file. Is that near Paris? <laughs> you should die in a file. <laughs> if you can keep rolling yeah. through that. Oh, you, like most Americans are oblivious to the idea that they're speaking to them like they're stupid. You speak another language. And they, we treat them like they're dumb. They speak two languages. We barely get the one out we've got. I'll talk slowlier. Because you don't speak my English. Yes, because I am the dumb one. Well, let's go. Let's go on. <laughs> what do you do in France besides stomp grapes? <laughs> yes, because we all do that every day for the amusement of America. <laughs> I put on a black and white striped shirt and I eat a baguette for a living. Do you know Jacques Cousteau? <laughs> do you go fishing with Jacques' family? Of course I do. We all do. We are all aboard the boat. You are uh, uh, Pinhead. Is that French for fun? Mm-hmm. Of course it is. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Yeah, I, I witnessed it firsthand. That lady lit up at the action. I don't know why we have such an inferiority complex to other people from other countries where we feel the need to bother them, where people from other countries don't do that to us. When I've been in other places, I, they're not curious about us the way we're curious about them. Yeah, I find not it at all. fascinating sometimes. Right, because Americans do. We do. If well, somebody's got an feel, accent, I, I you bother them. A, you feel um, – well, you know you're – clueless so you want to learn about them or you don't you, know, you want to relate to them because you know deep down there there's something about them that you feel inferior to english people could be stupid and awful criminals but that accent makes us feel like we need to speak differently we need to ask them questions they don't care you can't help it except ian i know i'm better than ian yeah well it's ian i mean he's buried himself here <laughs> you, know, you start looking at ian's history and it's like man you have you have really blown it. It's been around. <laughs> like you were a big deal for a little while, and now here you are, Moe's lackey over at the gay station. I mean, that couldn't have been a goal. I love Phoenix. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that. I hate London. Yeah, well, something happened to you there. That's why. Do you think he loved every city he was a DJ in? Or every he's uh, moved probably, around? Probably, yeah. Yeah, just because <laughs> he has to, to, convince, to him, it. convince himself he's happy. I, found, I find myself doing that with Janny, but my African friend is... Because that's so rare. Like, he comes up, and his story, like, you know, people who have watched other guys get eaten by hyenas, I want to know their past. I, I think that's something yeah. I'm interested in. Drinking their own pee. English people never said it. Well, it's a problem we have where the foxes begin to eat us all. <laughs> oh, my God, really? That's a thing? <laughs> Pulling us down from our horses. Come on, yes. <laughs> we'll be riding along occasionally, and then a fox will eat your friend. Nigel! <laughs> Nigel's Sorry. down! We've lost Nigel to yet another fox. What what can you do? It's our curse as Englishmen. The hunted fight back. Yeah, we we just have no. And concept. you wonder why we wear stoles? Yes, we have to. We, it's a battle. <laughs> For a while, though, the English Empire had been taken over by foxes. You didn't know this because you don't know history. 
Open a book. Yeah. That was in that Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it is. It was. Yeah. Hey, it's a fantastic Mr. Fox. Is it a lot like that in England? <laughs> of course it is. You know, stupid American. Of course it is. In fact, most of our lives in England are very much like stop animation, Wallace and Gromit and such. <laughs> yeah. We're idiots. And I love watching. That's how they get that impression. Yeah. I'm not above it. I do it, too. If I hear an accent, I get, uh, uh, uh I've been to Australia. We from New Zealand. That's close. Oops. Still got to talk about my experiences in your neighboring country. People on the bus next to me uh, for the Breaking Bad tour in Albuquerque were from Australia. And my brother-in-law tried to talk to them and then came out later. People next to me are from Australia, but they don't like talking. Like, yeah, because you're going to ask them dumb questions. They're tired of us at this point. Why are you here? I'm visiting America. Why, why Albuquerque? Well, you're seven years old. What are you bothering me for? Can I take a vacation? He has a lot of questions. Do you enjoy the United States? Well, I was till just now. Has your brother-in-law heard the impression of him? Uh-huh. I do it to him. <laughs> why do you say that, Marcus? <laughs> he doesn't get that that's what I'm doing. <laughs> why are you talking to me like that? You've made him Napoleon Dynamite. He is Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> He's fun, Napoleon Dynamite. What? God. No, I, I think Just that need we define him a La Fonda. Yeah, we do. <laughs> he had a La Fonda, ironically. I know. <laughs> she was a La Fonda. Evil. Yeah. He was, uh, he's the kindest human being in the world. He's too precious for our, our planet. He's a butterfly, and sometimes you just have to spread his wings and push him. Too nice. Just an, I want to see some anger and mean streaking in him, but he's not. I could never do that. I know. We need to go out and stab somebody just to give you a little street cred. Commit a crime. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats? Hopefully an English band today. Uh, no. No Brit. Wake Up Song brought to you by ELOteam.com. If you want to list your home with us, get in touch with us. We can uh, help you sell your house. ELOteam.com. Great discounts available for military teachers, first responders. Oh, we got Testament up here, Souls of the Black, Slipknot, Veil of Maya, Overthrow. Why don't we do some Veil of Maya? Switch right. it up a little That's today. That's a deal. This guy says, he said, you couldn't be more right. I moved here from England 10 years ago. Do you know what English people never do to you? Your accent. Stop it. <laughs> it we do that too. Oh, hello, governor. Pip, pip, cheerio. <laughs> yeah, great. Thanks. Nice to meet you. So, hmm. Bit of the old knob knob on the gobble gobs. We don't say that. That's not a thing. Don't don't stop it. Bit of the old dippity do and the old poop shoot. No, not a thing. You're just saying words. Yeah, Ian said that all the time because it's it's frustrating, and now I do it to him on purpose. Hello, Ian. How are you? Doing well, love. Great. You're doing the accent again. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bit of the old gob gob and the old tippity taps. <laughs> We don't say that. Mm. Well, he can just do the American accent back to you. He can't. Because you look at me, that's terrible. Yeah, he's pretty bad at no, it. He's actually not, because he, well, he just says, God damn it. Because that's all we say. <laughs> These goddamn kids, God damn it. The lady in Australia said, I said, do an, uh, they won't do it. When I was in Australia, they won't do the American. We're constantly doing it. Like, get I. We take on I'm their I'm always vernacular. amazed by actors that, you know, oh, it's pretty awesome. English and they're, you yeah. know, it's. They're good at it. Yeah. Like, the ones that are good at it are good at it. But you go to Australia and, and every American starts saying what they say. When they come here, they don't 
you know, they're not going, sap, dudes. They don't do that. They don't. They do it as a no, joke. No, they'll, they'll pick up on, um, we you land. Might even say y'all. Okay. But you know, very like, very rarely. Real... We land, we start saying what they say. G'day, oh, mate. Yeah. How about a little Vegemite? And we're like, ugh, God. One lady, I said, you know what I've noticed? None of you do the accent back at me. She goes, and she just shook her head like, no. And I'm like, would you? And she goes, I've got, uh, cousins up in Washington. Uh, state and uh, the my nephews have an American accent. I'm like, what do they say? And she always she it was great because all we did is say, "Hi, Aunt Nan, how are you? Would you like my new Nike shoes?" And I started laughing. I'm like, we're just product whores. You're very very into what you wear. Here's my new Nike shoe, my footwear, sneakers. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. We gotta sound like morons because all I've been doing is walking around your country going, Good eye, bloke. How are you doing? With a little Tucker. Who wants up for Tucker? They hated you. They hated me. <laughs> I just took a Grogan. Yeah. I had a guy in the bathroom. The wife's gutted rabbits broken. No sex for me this month. Great. Do you want a scone or not? It's Starbucks, mate. You're at Starbucks. Right. I just thought I'd relate on an Australian level. Did you get drunk at any of their bars and oh, start doing plastered. that? They probably wanted uh, to I, well, kill you. You're lucky you got out of there. Megan sounds like she's mentally retarded when she tries an accent, which is great, because it just sounded like I I'd, I'd had abducted a mentally challenged Australian. So she would say, oh, my name's Megan, and I'm Australian. And I'd make her add on, <laughs> and also retarded. And she would do it. But we would talk to the waiter as an Australian until he would either catch on or not. I got kind of good at it to where... People were asking me for directions, and I'd just lead them around downtown Sydney, having no idea where I was. Americans would go, excuse me, where is the the Queen Elizabeth Mall? All oh, right, you want to go down here, make a molly duka, turn up there? One street up, two streets over. Thank you very much, bloke. Good eye, mate. And walk away and make it. Do you know where the mall is? No idea. That guy could be dead in an alley in an hour. I have no idea what I just did. <laughs> I was giving directions out. I love that. Somebody asked me for directions in New Mexico. Where's the Civic Center? One street up, one street over. Thank you. Sure. You don't know where that is. I have no idea where that is. I think it just sent him to a crack house. That's I hope a, it is. That's a dick move. Yeah, oh, it's a huge There's dick a good move. Chance. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Got eye bloke, but they never do it to it's us. It's your fault you don't have Google Maps, for God's sake. Right. In this day and age, if you're asking for directions, you deserve it. <laughs> you go up one and one over. And then ask that guy. Huh? There's a guy over there who knows where the Civic Center is. One street up, one street over. Was he old? Uh, yeah, late 50s probably. And you know what the best part is? As we turned the corner to our hotel, maybe 17 to 20 steps later, the Civic Center was across the street. <laughs> I sent him the wrong way, but literally like right where our cars are parked right now, if you'd have turned the corner, there's the Civic Center. Yeah. I was dying. Like, Google Maps right. is a wonderful thing. got an extra walk in. He was so close. <laughs> anyway... I don't care about him or his family. <laughs> Welcome to KOB News. Tonight, a lost man in downtown Albuquerque killed by ravenous meth heads. Simply searching for the Civic Center. <laughs> if you saw that I've on been the around this block <laughs> ten times. Throwing M&Ms in my mouth. Hey, that's the dude what asked me where the Civic Center was. He's missing. Oh, that's too bad. I'm going to call. Hey, missing persons? I saw the guy that was looking for the Civic Center. Yeah, where was he? It's like 17 feet from the Civic Center. I sent him one block over, one block up. Why would you do that? Because it's hilarious. He was abducted by Indians and meth heads. Well, it's Albuquerque. That's going to happen. Arizona's most powerful, powerful 
Rock Radio Station. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.